Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Happy Thanksgiving. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast as we come into y'all with another week of football. Jets, again, another another tough loss, 34-28. to 28. What, what positives have you saw? Because I know that the first half they played very bad. And then the second half they came and basically almost made the Chargers choke again. So, uh, Sharman, let's start it off with you. What, what positives you saw in that game? Yeah, I mean the positives for the Jets is uh, I think I think it's the the youth. I mean the uh, Joe, Joe Douglas's uh, draft picks. Uh, basically, they're shining, man. Uh, I think I think you have to start with the obvious guy, uh, Denzel Mims. Um, the size, the speed, um, the athleticism, the the raw ability to catch anything that's in his vicinity. Um, you know, I, I like the kid for that. Um, uh, Denzel Perriman, I, I mean, Perriman is, uh, is, uh, his, if he wasn't so injury prone, I think he would have been probably one of the better wide receivers in the league. Um, you just, that the fact that he just could do things that a lot of wide receivers in the league just can't do. He has the size, he has the speed. And the knowledge is just that he just can't stay healthy, unfortunately. Um, I think I think we, you know, um, um, Bryce Hall had a hell of a game for, um, I think, what was that, his second game? Mm-hmm. You know, you just see the nose for the football, understanding the football, just reading situations properly, diagnosing stuff. Uh, really quickly understanding what he's supposed to do. Um, that's that's kind of a little bit, you know, a little bit ahead of his time. You know, as a rookie, you don't see rookies make plays like that. Sometimes I think it was a bubble screen on his side, which is something that uh, that they did most likely because he is a rookie, trying to take advantage of the fact that he'd probably be tentative and they wouldn't wouldn't go for the t- um, go to stop the bubble screen immediately. And it was like, as soon as he diagnosed it, it was like within a millisecond, he was gone, uh, tackled the wide receiver down, um, brought the wide receiver down behind the line of scrimmage. So uh, promising, promising kid. Like I said, promising kid, Mims, promising. Uh, uh, Quinnell Williams. Quinnell Williams had seven pressures, man. In a game, I think that's his. I think that's his second, the the most pressures he's ever had in a game, and I think he had five two games ago. Um, that's that that goes to show you that it's like almost every weekend, this kid is getting better and better. No matter what the um, the Chargers tried to do, they could not stop him. Multiple double teams, even triple teams, and he was just wrecking their stuff all game long. Um, the combination of him, uh, Myers, uh, Farukasi, it's they, it's just so promising, man. Another another f- uh, physical force on the outside would just make the Jets front seven, or especially the front D line. I mean, the D line would be just incredible. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of positives, man. I know we're not winning games. 
Uh, but but there's just a lot here, man. If everything, if the stars align properly, and I know for Jets fans that have been fans for a long time, <laughs> saying that, saying if the stars align, we've been saying that for 20 years. Um, but but it's just a, there's a lot of promising talent on this team, and if Joe Douglas continues picking draft pick like he did last year. Uh, we're going to have an awesome future, as uh, definitely looks that way. A couple other positives, too. Ashton Davis, 12 tackles. Uh, Lange, 11 tackles. Hewitt had 11 tackles. Jenkins had a half a sack and nine tackles as well. Um, so that was good. Uh, another, the more negative to me, too, is how that whole first half was on offense, where they hardly uh, targeted uh, Mims or Perryman, especially going downfield. We noticed it was like a total uh, different offense in the second half. They they were, you know, throwing the ball downfield. They were trying at least. And with those guys, you got them. You know, they got the speed. They got the size. Give it a shot. Even um, Gannon was was saying it too on, on TV. He was like, when you got guys like that, you, you got to give them shots downfield. So second half and second half too, uh, didn't um, uh, Gase take over the playing uh, the play calling in the second half? At least that's what it seemed like. It seemed like he was calling them in. So maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. But um, no, Gase Gase did not take over the play call. His explanation was because he was asked about it. Uh-huh. Was that that he um, he was relaying the play calls in <laughs> that uh, that. Um, that the Dowels was uh or whatever his name is right. was uh was calling the plays he would relay the numbers i bet the call in to into um blacko basically yeah. uh just so gonna... that they could have some, some kind yeah. of discussion which listen man yeah i don't know it does, I, I just <laughs> it, no it doesn't matter because we know gay sucks anyway play calling but it just it just it's just weird to see how that first half played out and how the second half played out. They were totally different halves for the offense. You know, for me, it just it just seemed weird. And then, you know, obviously at the end game, you know, Mims did have eight targets. Um, Perryman only had four. You know, Crowder only three. You know, I, I think that I, I think that's kind of like you got to target your main targets more. To me, it, that's the part that boggled that that boggles my mind. And I think every Jet fan out there wants to know why aren't these guys being targeted more? You know, you got big, fast targets. You, you got to show more than three targets for a guy like uh, Perryman had four. You got to give him more four, more than four targets throughout the whole game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, I think, you know, Mims getting eight, and this is only, what, his fourth game, right? That's, that's yeah. great for him. <laughs> but... You know, we should see more out of more targets going to Perryman, Jamison Crowder. I mean, this guy was getting seven, eight catches a game last year. Now he's got three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one catch. I'm sorry. Three targets on one catch. Ty Johnson, our third string running back, had more targets than anybody but Denzel Mims. Put that yeah. in there. <laughs> Let Gates maybe maybe Flock maybe Flacco got scared after he threw that interception to to that guy after um to the to the Chargers oh. cornerback. 
Yeah, early on, right? That was terrible. That was oh, that super was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that looked like Sam Donald uh, on his first throw of his career, if you remember, in Detroit. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, to me, that those are the negatives, too. And another negative is, once again, you know, it's a broken record, but we may as well say it. Frank Gore getting 15 carries. He ran, he ran pretty good. But Perrine, Perrine, excuse me, getting only eight carries. So I, I don't yeah, know. He got injured, though. Oh, Perrine. Yeah, <laughs> Perrine is injured, and now he's on IR. So All right. that, that, that definitely contributed to the fact that he had less, less carries. Um, Hopefully we we kind of had get some carries now. Yeah, we, we kind of had a little bit of, you know, we were talking about it a little bit on social media about the the whole uh, give P. Ryan more carries thing. And I and I understand what you're saying, but um, but P. Ryan running style kind of bothers me because it seems like, it doesn't seem like he's getting better. Right. Even if with the carries he's getting, it's like his vision is kind of effy at best. And um, and he gets he hits the wrong holes way too often. So that means it's either he's not studying or he's not understanding where he's supposed to hit the hit the hole from. I don't know. There's there's something something iffy about that. I don't want to blame Gase for that. I think the kid has promised, but I think I don't know if the system fits his kind of running style, which is kind of odd to say when he is. He in he kind of is a one cut back downhill runner, which is which you know when you 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 know you you uh, a zone the zone running scheme is basically what he would be good at. So that's even more alarming in my opinion that he doesn't fit the system too much. So uh, I think I think. I think it. I think. I think uh, maybe another coach could get what get more out of him. But for now, I don't know, man. I think I. Um, he's one of those. He's probably one of the bigger disappointing. Um, not that I thought he was gonna be some kind of running back star or something, but he's a little disappointing as as a pick as a pick. I thought he would be a little bit better as a runner. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't see him as a feature back anyway, coming out. But yeah, I, I could see what you're saying, a little disappointed in him. I, I agree. Um, but, you know, you got Ty Johnson. Are they, who, who is going to be the, the running back they're going to activate now? Is it going to be Adams? Do we still have him uh, on yes. the practice squad? I, I don't even know what, I, yeah, I didn't even look to see who uh, they're going to activate today, the truth. But it'll be interesting. But, I mean, obviously, Gore's going to get the most carries no matter what. I, I just don't think he should, but it is what it is. It's, Listen, that's exactly that's, that's what, at the end of the day. If at the end of the day, Chris, this is what it is. It it's um it's Gase's guy. It's as simple as right. that. It it's Gase's guy. Gase wants to look as good as he can, and and he will try. He will use the best guy in his opinion to run the ball because he wants to do the best that he can. You know, right. which which at the at you know we all know we're stuck with this dude until the end of this on season. So. Whatever choices he make, we got we you know we don't have no choice but to accept it. Right. No, it's true. I I, I hate it, but at this point, you know, it is what it is, and we're just gonna have to deal with it for now. And hopefully, uh, yeah, it looks like Josh Adams is to, is listed as the third, the third 
the, the back. running okay. back. So hopefully, you know what? I, I seen I seen some of him in Philly. He's not bad. You know, he's trust me, he's not a guy we're gonna make a feature back and take over and you know, but he'll be all right. You know, it's gonna be mostly Frank Gore. You know, we'll probably see Ty Johnson on third downs, you know, uh, and that's about it. So Mm, yeah, what about Sam Ficky missing those extra points? What happened to our other kicker? <laughs> they, well, I, he's I think, inactive. They put him inactive. I, yeah, because I, I think they were being trying to be fair. I think they were trying to not let Sam Ficken lose his job just because of injury, and they wanted to bring him back. But I don't. Uh, but he he got himself injured too, and now he is gone, and he is gone on IR. So so uh, yep. Casio is going to be back yeah. as a kicker. Yeah, so so listen, Sergio, I, I you know I can't really you know kill them for that either because I think I think yeah Sergio was a surprise man like come on man I don't think anybody thought an ex XFL kicker would come in and be as cold as this dude has been he's he looks like a seasoned vet pro kicker that's been kicking the NFL forever you know how how poised he is he has been so hope hope that poise is still there uh, since they they. T- sat him down so he's not well, a young yeah. guy either uh castillo's 30 years old already oh yeah yeah so he's, oh, yeah. he's kind of bounced around you know so but he looked good in the three games or whatever it was with us so hopefully you know the rest of the year he'll be here and um you know he could show enough that they'll resign him yeah definitely and let's get a quick review of the the dolphins game we know we've been talking about the Dolphins lately, they took a tough loss to the um, Broncos. Uh, so, what 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 are we expecting from the Dolphins? And what's the uh, score prediction? I mean, we might see Sam. That's that's the bigger thing with the Jets. I don't know if he will start, but there's been talk that he might start. Uh, it depends on if he practices this week. Um, I think with or without him, I, I still see us losing, especially to the good teams. You know. And, I, I can't see Miami, especially after they lost, and now they're technically out of the playoffs. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the playoff races, but um, Miami's right now is sitting outside the playoffs with that loss, so you know they're going to come back and and try to bounce back quick and get a win, especially against us, so they're not going to be looking ahead to anybody else. So I, I, I definitely see them winning uh, like a 24-20 game maybe. That's what I see. It. Yeah, Miami. Miami is just a, a better team than they were last year, man. Um, if anybody see so have have been seeing them playing play, uh, not only the fact that they're winning, but just the quality of the way they win, the way they play. Um, it's just a better team. Um, of course, there's going to be growing pains with a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think you you kind of saw that. Um, that's why Fitzpatrick had to be brought in. Um, he he doesn't have that game yet to where he could slice and dice defenses yet. Um, so so that's gonna come. But um, but you could tell that the team uh, kind of rallies around him. You know they they play really hard. They play good special teams. Great defense. And they run the ball pretty well, and they have weapons on the outside as uh, and probably one of the better tight ends, Mike Gesecki. So uh, the Jets will have their hands filled with with the with the with Miami. Um, like I said, um, 
they they were at this point they were a better team than than the Jets. So Miami will win, and I think I think it's gonna be something like a twenty seven twenty game. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Dolphins, but but I don't. I don't think the Jets will score that much if Darnold comes back. Um, I know they said Darnold uh, practice today, so I'm guessing Darnold is coming back this Sunday. So I'm I'm going with the Dolphins. Uh 24-24-10. Uh, Sam doesn't score much. Doesn't improve shit. And there it goes. It's <laughs> 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 like let's like I'm just gonna be real honest with that one. There's no disrespect. Uh, let me, Davin, w- would you have picked him if if Flacco was starting? <laughs> no, that wouldn't have. Okay. It just seems it's just with Flacco. It just seems like Flacco. Flacco want. I feel like Flacco wants to play, but I feel like he's BSing around too on top of what he wants to do. Yeah, like, like you can see it. Like when he, when he, when he gets, when he gets his guys and he throws it to the guys, you're like, damn, like that's that's the cool, that's that's the Flacco that we know. And then all of a sudden, Flacco just that's the, some stupid shit. The 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 thing about Flacco that people forget is that he he is always a very good deep ball thrower, and he's still a very good deep ball thrower. So you give him those opportunities, which teams have been taking advantage of the Jets on. You know, they've been doing this thing where they're like playing single high safety and and uh, simulating pressure and all this stuff. You can't do that to a team with a quarterback that could throw the ball long and, and two wide receivers that could beat you physically and go get it. So 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 literally teams have been trying to go back and forth off of the game plan of how teams have been beating the Jets and trying something new. Because you can't do what they what you used to do to Donald to this kid this this guy because he's been around he's been around long enough he'll he'll notice your single high safety or your or your all out blitz before you see it and then he'll just take a, take advantage of your one on one. The problem with him is though, if he is his accuracy has always been a problem. So if you're gonna try a layered routes, you know, a mesh concept or something like that, he'll hit a few of them, but then you know. He'll, You'll throw another a few to the other team, so that's the issue. At, at the end of the day, that's why he didn't remain on that streak he he was on when he won the Super Bowl. He just kind of came back to earth after that. In my opinion, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, I feel like if Flacco would have played, I probably would have put it a closer game, twenty-seven, twenty-one, because they they scored more than twenty points with with Flacco them them last two games. So I feel like Flacco brings more. Of um of offense to to him, I guess because of his veteran, you know, because of what he can do in certain situations, you know, it's like I said, it's no disrespect to Donald. Donald has to come back and he has to get this feel for the game again, and and I don't know, I, I just I just don't have no faith in in the kid right now. But anyways, uh, I, no, was gonna say, I was going to say to be honest, that's why we're in the situation we're in now, and we're hearing the questions about Sam and. Are they going to trade him? Are they going to keep him? <clears throat> if we get the first pick, are we picking Lawrence? And if they knew for sure that Sam was their franchise guy, with no doubts about it, the number one pick would not even be a question right now. But obviously, they're not, they're not sure about Sam. I don't think anybody's sure about Sam. And we could all say, yeah, he looked great in these games. He looked great here, but he looks bad. There's obviously questions about him. So you Major don't want to go questions. 
Yeah. And you don't want to go into year four of his contract with the same questions you had from week, you know, from the second you drafted him. So obviously there's still questions there. So the team obviously does not have a hundred percent confidence in him. So that's why we're still at this point right now. Will the jets take Lawrence? Will the jets trade Sam? Will they stick with Sam? Will they trade? You know, like there's so many questions. So obviously, you know, I, I think it's easy to say that Sam is not going to be the quarterback next year, especially if we get the number one pick. So it's sad because I think we all like Sam, but you know what? We just haven't seen enough to say, yeah, this guy's the guy, you know, you see these. And, and when this season, when you look at Burrow and you look at Herbert, I mean, they're just unbelievable. And this is their first year <laughs> starting. They just got drafted and these kids are already stars. You know, they're already stars in the making in this league. They look like they're going to be legit franchise guys and they're going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league the way they're playing now. Sam, has he really looked at in the three years that we've had him? Maybe a few games? He had a run here, a run there? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> He's had like six or seven games here where he played to that level where everybody was like, yeah, this dude looks like he's the real deal. Yeah. But then he goes, then he has the three or two games, like the, unfortunately, the New England game where he's seen ghosts and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> But the but the but the, but that wasn't the scary. The part about all these these bad games is is not the is not the reason why I I I am questioning Donald now than I ever was before. I think what's bothering me is the fact that all the issues that he had in college just all of a sudden materialized out of nowhere. You know, um, he had turnover issues in the first year. Yeah, he turned the ball over, but it wasn't that crazy where we would be like, oh, yeah, he was fumbling the ball and all that stuff. Yeah, he was throwing interceptions. It was like, hey, the rookie. In the second year, he was like, okay, you know, he wasn't, he still wasn't turning the ball over to the way he used to play in college. He still, he's re, he's, he looked like reading uh, a leverage and understanding where to place the ball, depending on where the corner is. It looked like he was learning that stuff. It looked like that he was making some of those throws where, he would, you know, he would throw guys open, but all of that just disappeared. And then all that quarter, that college scary stuff appeared again. And, and, and that's why you say the system basically probably failed him, that the coaches failed him, you know, because, because when, when you, when you have a, a, a guy like that, if you did, if you didn't do any, everything you can to make him better, and he reverted to back to what he was in college. It's on you. I mean, it's on him to a certain point too. I'm not gonna, you know, sugarcoat it. Uh, but we know the deal, man. Our coaches suck. <laughs> and and it's gonna come down to: Do you think the new coaches coming in are they gonna, or any coach for that matter, gonna be able to fix him? Is he broken for good? I, I don't know. We don't know. You know, what, you know, and you know, my opinion on that is that my opinion on the whole Donald thing is not that I think Donald is not fixable because I think Donald is absolutely fixable. My issue is organizationally, does it pay for the Jets to give, go all in on Donald again and then they'll have to pay him in the very near future? Right. That's, the That's my that problem. That is it. You right. know, if you have to come up with a bunch of money to pay for a guy that you don't even know what he is. For true, you don't know for sure what he is. Right. So, 
I that's why I I am for taking the number one pick because then it resets everything and you have a rookie that has tremendous potential and you have three or four years from now to groom him into the guy you want him to be. You know, you don't have that time with Donald. It's either he gets it or he doesn't. And you can't, you know, bet your whole franchise on Donald turning to the guy you think he is. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's right. I don't think you should. You know, I think, I think especially for the Jets, I think they need a couple of shots at this. So they need the number one quarterback coming out and they need the time, right? Yeah, I, I think, and I think Sam just needs a fresh start. Fresh start with yep. coaches, fresh start in a different state, different, you know, different everything, different team. <laughs> you know what? He needs a fresh start like uh, New Orleans would be perfect for him to be the backup there. But, you know, Tate, uh, oh, yeah. Taysom Hill played great. But you know what? If Sam went there as the backup behind oh, my God, for a year. That's perfect for him. Right. Because, and then, you know what? Because the Peyton level of coaching. <laughs> the level the level and this is the thing he needs somebody that's so detail oriented somebody that's the level of quarterback coaching and understanding the skill set of a quarterback and playing to their strength i mean that's the perfect coach for him yeah you know i mean and organizationally a, t- a, a, a team a team like the steelers is also a pretty good team too because then again they don't miss take miss make mistakes when it comes to growing players You've known over the years, players that come to the Steelers, they normally overachieve. They don't underachieve. Who's the last Steeler that the that that you know was drafted and you were like, "Oh man, uh, that was a bust." When was the last time you saw that? Right. You know, organizationally, they don't fail their players, and this is what the Jets has to become. They have to become an organization that do best for their players. And unfortunately, for so many years, we've been failing guys or picking the wrong picks, <laughs> right. which, which is horrible that you're doing, you're doing both at the same time. Uh, but um, but at, in the end, man, I think, I, think, I think we should let the kid go and, uh, for greener pastures and get the number one pick. That's my opinion. I don't think there's any doubt that that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, more, no more USC quarterbacks. Thank you very much. <laughs> now let's get, let's move along. With, uh, the playoff playoff race is getting very tight, especially in the AFC. So um, the seven teams that's in it, if the playoffs will start today, will be the Steelers will be the only team team with the bye week ten and zero. Um, the Chiefs will go against the Raiders. Uh, the Bills will go against the Browns, and the Colts will go against the Titans. If the playoffs was to start today, um, the number eight. And number eight, nine team is is Baltimore and Miami with the six and four schedule. So, Chris, um, talk about uh, talk about these teams' schedule. Uh, who they got? Who they got left? Well, I'll start with the two teams that are right now that are outside looking in. Um, you got Baltimore at six and four. They're tied with with uh, Vegas, but um, right now they probably got the easiest schedule going forward. Okay. Obviously, this week you got they're going to be in Pittsburgh, but the rest of the way, they got some easy games coming up. You got home against Dallas, at Cleveland, home against Jacksonville, home against the Giants, and then at Cincinnati. So, looking at that schedule, they got really one, I would say, tough game. I'm not going to say they're easy the other games, but they're games that they should win, that they're probably going to be favored in. 
even the even the Cleveland game, they're, they're probably going to be favored, even though Cleveland's got the better record. Um, so you would give Baltimore right now the edge to get in. Uh, and if you look at, say, Miami, the other team on the outside, let's look at their schedule real fast. Um, I think theirs isn't as tough either. Um, their schedule, you got the Jets, obviously, this week. Then they got Cincinnati at home, uh, Kansas City at home, super tough. Then you got home against New England, at Vegas, and then at Buffalo. So they got a tough schedule coming coming down here. <laughs> Three of the last yep. four games are just super tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, they 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 they're playing some of the better teams in the NFL going down the stretch there, which is kind of crazy that they're so good and even Denver. And people like if you watch the way Denver has developed over uh, of the, from the way they've started, they're not they're nothing to sneeze at either. So, yeah, they're wow. not gonna I mean, they've they've been yeah. in almost every game. You know, they they play yep. tough games, um, so that they're always in it. Uh, but they're defensively pass rush. Yeah, they just they have a lot of things that people are not talking about. Yeah, um, offense is the is the issue, which is the one part of the game that everybody was talking about that they would have been better at and. They've not they've not been that better on offense, but on defense, they've been playing really well. But yeah, um, back to back to the um, AFC race, man. Um, on the outside looking in, like you said, um, uh, Miami uh, is Miami and Baltimore the two the two teams on the outside looking in. Um, but do you think Vegas will will hang on to the last spot? And that's to me that's the question. And the right. way they played the play against the Chiefs, it, it's, it would seem that way. All right. Well, well, here's their schedule. And we'll see. Compare it to the, the two I just said. Vegas finishes off this week. They got at Atlanta. Then they're at us <laughs> the following week. Then they're home against Indy, home against the Chargers, home against Miami. And then they're at what we who we just spoke about was Denver. So they got right. a little tougher schedule coming up. I mean – it looked like, I mean, if you're going by what we just talked about, just those three teams, you would think Baltimore is going to have the edge. Well, they definitely Yes, because they have this, the weaker schedule, you mean. Right. Now, who, who the Browns, who the Browns, the rest of the schedule is. All right. Let's see. This Good week, question, they, this week they got at Jacksonville. Then they go, then they go to Tennessee. Then they're home against Baltimore. Then, then they're at the Giants, at the Jets, and then they finish up with Pittsburgh. And that last game for Pittsburgh is probably going to be, you know, a game that Pittsburgh doesn't have to play because they're probably going to they're probably going to have the number one spot locked up. I would assume. I don't see anybody catching. Yeah, uh, I mean it's kind of tough with the Chiefs down the yeah. throat nine and one. Um, I I I do want to. I the reason why I asked about the Brown schedule is because um. What we just talked about, Chris, uh, with Baker Mayfield, you know, like Kareem Hunt and Chubb is having just having a good season, but Baker Mayfield, <laughs> you cannot trust Baker Mayfield. No, he averages one hundred ninety three passing yards a game. Like, 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 dude, like you got eighteen hundred passing yards. Like, what is like you're seven and three because of your running backs, and you know what if they stop both the running backs? They need him to throw it. He just yeah, he just looks horrible, and I feel that 
If Baker Mayfield does not step it up, I I I'm gonna I would I would take Cleveland out. I would put the I would put the Raiders and and the Ravens in, and I would put the Cleveland and I would have Cleveland hanging out, hanging off the playoff spot. Well, all right. Here's another team we got to we'll talk about. And before teams. before you move on, Chris, I I want to kind of talk about Baker Mayfield a little bit. I think uh, the big indication of uh of how bad he's been, I think, is the fact that his the the tight end that they actually went out to pay to let to make you know his life better, yeah, is underperforming. If Austin your tight end is not even you're not hitting your tight end enough, that means he's not looking for the tight end enough. And and you know, oh come on, guys, we say that all the time. A tight end is a quarterback's best friend. Why are you not? Why is your tight end not being more heavily targeted? And don't tell me it's the the the, the offense because that doesn't make any kind of sense. You know, so I, I totally agree with David, man. This, the jury's way out on, on this dude. And, and if he doesn't step his game up, they might be the ones looking from the outside, looking in right, when the playoffs come in. Yeah. I mean, the Titans, the Titans, you know, won a big game. Um, The Colts won a big game. And they, 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 they looking like they ready to stick around, you know? So I'm, I'm just looking, I'm just looking at who's the teams that, that could, that's going to come out because with the Raiders playing good against the Chiefs, it, it seems like the Raiders is, is coming to, to play for the playoff spot. And if they play yeah. against the Chiefs, then who who knows? We might see it. We might see one of those uh, upsets. So, but yeah, week, go right ahead, Chris. I was uh, going to say this week with Tennessee, Tennessee is playing the Colts this week, and they're both tied for first in the AFC South. So division, right. This is a huge game, and then so after the Colts. Their schedule goes with home against Cleveland, at Jacksonville, home against Detroit, at Green Bay, and then at Houston to end the season. So their schedule, you figure after the Colts, you got one, maybe two tough games on their schedule. So yeah, so they could, they definitely could make it. Um, a, a bigger question is, uh, is the Bills. What are they going to be? Because now, if you look at their schedule. Right, they're playing at at the Chargers. Tough game. Right after they come back from the bye, at San Francisco, at the Steelers, at Denver, at New England, and at Miami. That's a tough schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough easy. schedule. I, that's I what think I'm Buffalo. Saying. I think Buffalo could still still win that division. So you think you it's think all, Buffalo? Yeah, because Buffalo would have all, to. It all depends on it. All it's all going to be going to depend on Josh Allen and that offense. We ain't worried and about there the defense. You go. defense is good. Mm. It's all about and, and what Josh Allen is going to perform and how he's going to perform. And there you go. And that's the question. That's the big question, man, at the end of the day. You know, because even if he's been better than than uh, than uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, do you have as do you have faith that he's going to go through those teams that we just mentioned? And He's going to at least go through three of them. At least three of them. Right, they would. He need what schedule? What what do would you think? What uh what um what um winning percent? What how many games do you think they would need to win to 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 keep the position they're in now? Because they would have to win. They probably have three. to win. What is it? At least three. Yeah, because is Miami going to win more than? Because now Miami has to win more than three. Correct. Right. Miami would have to win four out of two on their schedule. Right. And I don't. And not. And I don't see that. Right. Yeah, because so, their rest of the schedule, they have 
Miami's got, who do we say? They got the Jets, then they got Cincinnati, then they got KC, New England, Vegas, and the Buffalo game is going to be the last last game of the year. That's great. Yeah, that, that, by that yeah, but them, but them three games before it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, that yeah. New England is going to – that's a sneaky game in the middle of the two. Yep. Yeah, so so it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting in the AFC, man. Definitely, it's gonna be really really interesting. I think I think it's gonna be more interesting in the AFC than what we see in the NFC. <laughs> yeah, the NFC yeah. is basically done. I think. <laughs> I hey, mean, uh, Chris, before before we go to the NFC, um, could you give us Pittsburgh rest of the schedule and KC regular schedule because those are the only two two teams that we know that's gonna fight for the number one uh, spot. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh first. Uh, Pittsburgh played Baltimore uh, Sunday, so we know that. Right, that's that. That's yeah, gonna, yeah, that should be a good game. All right, so their schedule: you got Baltimore. Then after that, next week they're home against Washington. Then they're at Buffalo, at Cincy, home against the Colts, and then at Cleveland to end it. Mm. That's, that's, that's tough. Yeah, you got three tough, maybe four tough games. Yeah, maybe four. Yeah. Depending, all depending well, on what Cleveland situation is. Yeah. If they get it, they, if they get it done against Baltimore, you know they'll beat Washington, so that's two. At Buffalo is going to be the big game. for. It's going to be a bigger game, I think, for Buffalo than it is for Pittsburgh, obviously. Yes. Yes, it is. So you know Buffalo is going to want to win that one. Yes. And they got to go to Cincy, which they should win. The Colts yes. is going to be a really tough game. That's going to Yeah, be- because the Colts going to be fighting for that division. Yeah. And then they finish off at Cleveland. And we just talked about Cleveland. We know that. Right. So, I, I- and four of them teams is going to be <laughs> battling for the AFC spot. So I, it's going to be tough for, for Pittsburgh to win those games. Right. I mean, they'll definitely get, they'll, they'll definitely get them win the division. They're not going to lose three games, you know. So I, I don't see them losing the division. It's the number one spot that we're talking about. So let's go to Kansas City. Kansas City's remaining games are this week at Tampa Bay, home against Denver, at Miami, then at New Orleans. And that's the one that Ooh. might be coming back for. That's Drew Brees coming back, yes. Then you right. got home against Atlanta and then home against the Chargers. Okay, so them final two games are, are easy. Those, them, those, them four, those, those four games are going to be tough for them. Yeah. I think they could yep. – I, I think you could get – I mean, let's let's give them out of the last six at the most two losses. That's at the most. But, right. But they yeah. got to remember, they can't lose a game because they got to catch up to Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be very tough. <laughs> You know what it is, man, which which is cool since the Jets are going to lose out. Uh, this uh, race for the, you know, those final playoff spots are going to be big. I mean, every week is going to be, you know, a big matchup. One of those are if they lose here, they might be out of the playoffs or, you know. So I think for the last six weeks in the AFC, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. You know, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, I, I love it. You know, I love when it's like. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see some great football these final six weeks. So I think yeah. it's, it's very great. It's very great. Um, NFC. Yeah. We got seven, we got seven teams. No, no teams outside the bubble, really. Um, 
New Orleans number one. They'll be the one with the bye week. Um, I think I think what we should talk about a little bit more in the second is the Rams. Uh, the Rams will go against the Cardinals, which would be a good game if the playoffs was to start today. Packers against the uh, Buccaneers and the Eagles against the Seahawks. I think I think we need to talk more about this this Rams team. They they could actually get that number one spot in the NFC. They yeah, they so are no slouch. The only game back, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and and they're they're an extraordinary team, man. They play, they they. I mean, the you, you can you say they have a weakness? I mean, they're not re, they're not this ridiculously explosive offense, but you can't sleep on that offense either. No, and uh, and you know that's where they have the talent on defense, and they have one of the probably the best punter in the league, in Hecker. <laughs> so. It's like it's like yeah, they don't blow you away in almost anything other than I mean the defense, but but they're just a formidable team all across the board, and that just goes you know just in, in that game over the weekend. That just shows you the kind of team they are. I mean, they, you're right, man. They they definitely had a shot has a shot to come out to get the first the the first uh, first place in the NFC. Yeah. Um, what's the Rams? What's the rest of the Rams schedule? You got this week they're playing San Fran at home. Then they That's go to Arizona, one. which is a big one. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, home both against, of them are tough. They're yeah. in division games. Yeah. Home against New England. Home against the Jets. <laughs> uh, at Seattle. Big one. And then home. I mean, I'm sorry, at Seattle. And then home against Arizona to finish it off. Wow. So, so. I think they can use the Jets as their bye week. <laughs> you know, kind of like, <laughs> let's just get through this week, you know, and then because they're going to have two big games. So that's a game for us to watch out for, for us, because a lot of teams like that look ahead. Not that they look past the Jets, but they're looking ahead and they know, shoot, we got at, we, we got to go to Seattle. Then we got to play home against Arizona. And that's going to probably determine, like you said, not so just you're saying, so you're saying the Jets have a chance at a, if if the Rams are not playing hundred percent and they're playing seventy five percent, the Jets have a chance to beat them. Uh, yeah. I, I, okay. If it depends <laughs> on, no, I'm just saying it depends on what the Jets' mindset is too. They might be kind of done by then. I mean, they are done now, but they might really be done by then. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what kind of well done that you you you're seeing, but I think like, I think the Jets goose is cooked. <laughs> now, because you, you still see the players, they some of them are still playing like they want to win. You know, but you might see guys completely saying, you know what, we're done. They might be mailing it in by then. You might see them mailing it. You know what? You know what? I challenge what you say. I think I challenge what you say. And the reason why I challenge what you say is because a lot of those kids that that Douglas brought in, that the guys that we just mentioned, um, even Quinn and Williams and and Fadokasi and those guys, those guys are high character guys. Yeah, no, they're not going to be. I'm not not saying they are. They're not. They're not. You know, I would say, I would say, I would agree with you if we had more veteran guys that had played in the league for a while and, you know, they're like, okay, I'm going to have to preserve my body for next year because we ain't going nowhere. These kids have a lot to prove, man. A lot of those guys are out to prove uh, 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 that they're, you know, that they're actually NFL players. So, um, but then you should I think they're going to keep playing. Right. But then they're going to keep playing. Then that they're going to be yeah, the, prob- team. the problem. They might be the problem. The, the, yeah, the nail in the tire is that our coaches suck. So no matter who, right? What, no, I know. How I you try, it's almost like 
it's almost like you you know the team the the team will have somebody giving them the plays before the play happens you know as hard as you try man you lost already because the dudes already know the play <laughs> yeah so that's so i mean the whole that whole division other than san fran i mean even arizona they're only a game out so they could easily finish first also you know that's crazy right yeah i mean that's the good thing about the nfl now i mean a, the afc obviously you got you're gonna have two really good teams not make the playoffs this year the nfc you know here you I don't think any team not making the playoffs deserves to be in the playoffs. You know, when you look at it, I mean, the top team is Chicago. That's not in the playoffs right now. They're five and five. So I don't think anybody thinks they should be in the playoffs. So at least the right teams are going to be in. <laughs> uh, I think the one team, I think the one team in the NFC that could in on any given Sunday beat almost anybody is the Vikings. And I'm saying that because that offense could still kill you. They run the ball like the best, one of the best teams in the league at running the ball. And the thing about their quarterback is that as bad as you think he is, don't tell me that you're not coming into a, reg- into a Sunday saying in the back of your mind that Cousins could actually go for 400 yards and four touchdowns. He could do it. And he will do it. I am betting you. you, That's the point. And this is what I'm saying with the Vikings. If the thing with the Vikings is that they're a sneaky offense because of the fact that their quarterback shows up whenever he feels like it, you know, and and their running back is a, is a superstar. But their defense gives up too many, too many big plays. Yeah. Too many points. A lot, a lot of young guys, man. They, they just, they have a lot to learn and that's, that's the issue for them. But, but and offensively, think, I'm saying the Jets. The Jets are the only team that has a worse home record than they do. <laughs> and Minnesota usually at this, at this point, who's surprised? Yeah. Uh, at this point, who's surprised? Um, yeah. Since we talked about the Rams' schedule, uh, since let's let's keep let's stay on the NFC West. Um, uh, Seattle, give us Seattle schedule, Chris. All right. Well, we know who they're playing, also. You know, they're playing us there. Yeah, of course. And I think they're playing the Giants as well. All right, so remaining this week at Philly, then they play the Giants at home, then they play us at home, then they play at Washington, then they're home against the Rams, and then they finish off at San Fran. Mm. That's, I mean. that's You could give them five wins, all depending on how they defense play. Yeah, easily. Easy five wins. Not yes. even tough five wins. That's easy five wins. <laughs> and then yes. the Rams, That's that game is probably going to determine the, the division because there's only one more game after that, you know? Yes. Then uh, the Cardinals. Right. So, yeah. That's a, so, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, and and also, uh, give, since, since we talk about the number one spot, uh, give us the Saints versus Saints schedule. Saints schedule. See, hold on. Big thing is like, what if what if the Saints win the next three games, and then going into that Kansas City game, they've won three straight. They look they're getting hot. Are you gonna bring in Bree? I mean, I know they're gonna bring in Breeze, but that might be that might almost be a negative. It all it all depends on how 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 he's doing, um, right. how Breeze is recovering. 
All right. Yeah, and I think I think we need to like pause a little bit and talk about this ridiculous injury. I mean, when this dude got hit, I'm sorry, I did not see that violent of a hit where no. 12 ribs were broken or whatever the hell the number is. It's ridiculous. It makes I'm still trying to figure out what what it was that caused all those injuries. You know, so so I'm so yeah, in in theory, he might be back for that game, but guys, that's a lot of broken ribs. To heal up in in a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. So this gets, you finish off at Denver this week. Then they're at Atlanta. Then they're at Philly. And then you're home against Kansas City, which is the big game. Home against Minnesota. And then they finish off at Carolina. Um, so the first three games could be winnable. Could right. be. Should be all, all depending on well, how they're on the road. Some hills playing three straight road games. That's that's a big. That's, that's not big, easy. That's why I said it could be. It all depends on how Taysom Hill plays. Because at Philly, December thirteenth, that could be a weather game. That could and that's going to be their third road game in a row. You know, you're talking. You traveling to Denver, traveling to Atlanta. Well, traveling Atlanta is not a big deal for them, but traveling to Philly. You know that's their third row game in a row. I think that that definitely wears on a team. So that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting game to watch, especially the week before the big Kansas City matchup. Yes, it definitely. Might, like they're playing like garbage, but that might be a game where you know the other team squeezes it out somehow, and especially with the weather, who knows? Um, but by the but but were you guys? Uh, what did you guys think of Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback? I mean, uh, he's, he's okay enough to get the job done. <laughs> yeah. But if you ask him to, like Case Keenum, if you ask him to play a few games and, and you know, to give us a win, he'll, he'll do it. Like, yeah, I still, I, like, I I still to want agree. to see more. I want to see more of him before I can be more of a judgment. I'm glad he got the win, but I want to see more of him. I wouldn't trust him in, like, the playoffs or something like that. You know, obviously, I mean, but Breeze has – We've talked about it a lot how the last three years hasn't gone exactly great for them in the playoffs. But, you know, if he's healthy, obviously Breeze is the guy that's going to be the quarterback. Is he a guy – is is Hill a guy you want to trust down the stretch and in, and into the playoffs? I don't know. He seems okay. But I don't know. I don't really see enough of him yet either, but it's only one game. Right. Yep, it's only one game. Uh, they didn't trust Winston enough. The um, the crooked uh, W, the crooked W eating, the eating crooked W man. Um, well, here just another team that might have a shot at one spot in the NFC too. If you want to talk about Green Bay, um, their remaining games are home against Chicago, home against Philly, at Detroit, home against Carolina, home against Tennessee, and then at Chicago to finish it off. So they might sneak in with the number one spot. <laughs> it, it all, it all, yeah, it's all going to be dependent. Um, I think it's one team um, that I do want to talk about uh, real quick, and that's Tampa Bay and and uh, how Brady has been playing. Man, I mean, just from from looking at what the stats was, was saying <laughs> um, on the twenty yard throws, um, week one to seven, fourteen to thirty nine. Um, on deep passes, uh, 14 to 39, 36% completion, um, two touchdowns, 1.1 1. 1 
1.1 uh, passer rating. Weeks 8 to 11, 0 for 19, three interceptions. What is, what is, what, like, what is going on? Like, you have, you have Evans, you have Godwin, you have yeah, the weapons Antonio is not the Brown. <laughs> you have all of these guys and you can't make, make the plays. What, like, what is really going on? And, and you know what? And Tom Brady, not for nothing, will get the benefit of the doubt, right? Because he is Tom Brady. But we forget, man, this guy is 43 years old, okay? Mm. We've never seen a quarterback play this well or play this long, really. Play till 43 and play at a top level. So, I mean, maybe, I, I think, maybe I think he's starting from, to, to diminish or he is diminishing. But but I think I don't I don't think he's diminishing at all. I think I think he's he's taken out of his his comfort zone. I think the thing that made Brady good all his career is not the long ball. You would never say, even if you know that he's one of he's probably the best quarterback you've seen play, you're still not gonna say that he's probably one of the best long ball throwers you've ever seen, and not even close too. He's adequate. He never had the to. ball long. <laughs> he never really he had wasn't, a deep threat. But he was, well, that was the thing. And I, and I think one of the reasons why they did not have a deep threat is because it really doesn't fit his game. That's not his thing. I mean, he's, he's good enough to get away with it because he's so accurate in the, in the, in the intermediate game that he's, like, his accuracy in, in, the, in, the, in the intermediate game is so above anybody we've ever seen that the fact that he can't throw the ball with consistent accuracy long has never really been something you want to say because it almost sounds like you're besmirching the name of probably the best quarterback you've ever seen. But let's get it. Let's be real, guys. Put it to the test. You give him you give him all guys that could run long and then you let him throw the ball many times to them and see what happened. What happened is that he hits less of them than he would. And, and I'm sorry, but I don't think that's an age thing because it's not like, the ball is coming out weak or it's short. No, he's throwing long. Uh, a he's couple of sideways. He wasn't, he was nowhere near a couple of those. I mean, on the interceptions, he was nowhere near the receiver. So I don't know if don't you want to blame the receiver for not for not running the route right or okay. So so the one, so I don't know which interception you're talking about because a couple of those interceptions, there was one where Aaron Donald smashed him in the chest. After he I mean, not it, complete, yeah. not well, not completely, but but when you take a quarterback, um, when you take uh, especially Brady, that doesn't he doesn't have the very very strong arm. When you take away his uh, his ability to step into a throw, you it will come out come up short. It doesn't matter how, you know, because that's what happened. Um, because of Aaron Donald's pressure up the middle, I, Brady wasn't able to step up, so the ball. I, I get kind what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but. Wouldn't you think we're in week 10 now, week 11? They've played 11 games. You would think by now, you know, because a lot of people say, well, you know, like the coach said, you know, it's about chemistry. They still haven't built up chemistry yet. Yeah, nah. I think that's that's a horrible excuse. And to say yep, that he's I not agree. a good deep thrower, I get that. I'm not disagreeing with it on that. But so now as an offensive coordinator, yeah, you go. wouldn't you say, okay, he's not a great deep thrower. I know that's what there we got go. in our receivers. Shouldn't mm. we play to what you, what we always say, play to the quarterbacks? There you go. Right. And that hasn't yep. happened. So yep. I knew exactly where you were going because right. it makes so because it's just, it's just the, the, it's just the, the way it's supposed to go. If, 
if your quarterback is having issues throwing the ball on, wouldn't you uh, adjust the game plan? You know, and the thing about 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 him about that is that the guys that run really good intermediate routes, they're the ones that catch the most balls. The Miller kid, the the small wide receiver, um, Godwin, right? Mm-hmm. And and who's the and and break, right? And 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 uh, the the other tight end, what's his name? That um um. Oh, Drake. That kid. Uh, no, the other um. Bray, Cameron Bray. Right, Bray. Right. So everybody that's really good at intermediate routes, if you check their stats, they catch really good. They catch a lot of balls. The guys that run deep routes, especially the number one t- wide receiver. Yes, he he has touched. He has eight touchdowns or whatever it is that he has. But he is being missed a lot. So that just goes to show you, it's almost like you it's just reading the tea leaves. Basically, you could tell that's what he's struggling at. And you need to give him more of a chance. And the and I think the I think the less time times they ask him to throw the ball long, I think the better. You know, I think I think they need to take it down, take it back to a New England type offense, uh, creating space for him, hit quick little outs and and in cuts and and you know and have the guys the little quick guys run the inside routes the tight ends with the possession routes and stuff like that i think that's his game because he's so accurate at that he could just slice you to death doing these and then yeah when he you ask him to throw the ball three four times a game long he hits two of them and that's it and you're fine and another thing but if you're gonna ask him to throw the ball nine times ten times long I'm sorry. It's not no, going to be. And, I'm, and the other look that way. You got two good running backs on this team. Why don't they? Yep. I, I think they, they go away from the run game way too fast. Agreed. The, the, the three or four games I've watched from them, they, they, they go away from the running game too, too, too quick. Way too quick. Early in this game, it looked like they were trying to run the ball, and then that was it. I mean, here's a good example. Ronald, right, Ronald Jones. He's in 11 games, he's got. 153 carries that's what maybe 12 carries a game 13 carries a game i think that's horrible yes. for a guy that good he should be getting more carries right mm. <laughs> yeah i don't care who I you agree. got as the quarterback i mean it's it just it just doesn't make sense to me <laughs> and this guy and arians is one of the best offensive guys out there so there's no excuse for them to be playing this bad the only thing I see, if, if let's take the Brady thing out of the equation, that he hasn't lost anything and he's still great, he's still everything. So let's, the only thing I could say is, the only thing I'll point to is that, and I think you've seen it, you guys have seen it too, every year when a team adds a bunch of guys and they build like a super team and you think, oh, here we go, you know, this team's definitely going to win. This team has got the, the best team on paper. They, they always, always fail in the season. Almost always, I should say. Mm. <laughs> but that's, I, that would be my only thing I'm going to fall back on, is that they got, you know, Brady, you have no preseason, no preseason games, you know, but I thought by week four, week five, you would see this team starting to really gel, and it looked like they were getting together. But, you know, now we're starting to see a couple of games not playing well. They should really have at least five losses now because that that other game against the Giants they should have lost, and that's a that's a game you got to win easily. 
and they barely won that game. So they mm. should really be six and five at this point, not seven and four. Wow. And Ronald mm. Jones, 10 carries the last game. And this is a not tight, good. this is a tight game. Fournette had seven carries. Jones had 10. I mean guys, Fournette, guys, Fournette is uh, little by little, you've kind of seen why Fournette did not work out where he was before. Um, he's a bruising back, but his, uh, his vision is bad, man. I think they even made a meme out of a play where he, there was a, there was, there was a cut, there was a hole to the right, and he literally ran into the arms of the defender instead of cutting to the right. Like, how do you not see the hole? It opened up immediately as the ball was given to you. Um and then it ended up causing the uh, um, the um, what's his name, uh, former Colts running back. Um, basically, I think he was a number. He was a first round pick. Then the, then he went to the Colts, and then he kind of fizzled out at the coach as 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 a running back for the Colts. And forget his name, uh, but but they actually made his name a uh, uh, trend because it's literally the same thing. It was like you know, um, not Richardson, just no, no. vision. Huh? Not Trent Richardson. Oh no, he's yes. Started. That's who. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah, Trent. Oh, that Richardson. is. Oh, okay. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing. They have a good offensive line. Yes. You know, we're not talking oh, about yeah. a bad offensive line yep. here. Yep. Very good offensive line. Yep. Yeah. So I, the everything is there to be to be good. They have one of the better defenses in the league too. Yep. So, I don't know. <laughs> Something's mm-hmm. not right there, and I think because it's Brady. We're going to give him, everybody gives him the, the, the benefit of the doubt, always. We're always going to give right. Tom Brady the benefit. Well, well, he's, he's, he's beat he us so it. many times. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm, trust me, I'm not, I'm not saying he's dead or anything like that. Uh, not by a long shot. So he's definitely got a long way to go, I think. But I think we're starting to see finally the, the cracks in the, uh, in the armor is what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, before week week eleven reviews, uh, week eleven player of the week. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna go the easy one because he beat us. So let's. I would say Herbert, but. Uh, nah. Anybody could have done it. <laughs> that wasn't impressive. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give... Uh, uh, I don't want to say this. I hate saying this. Um, I'll, I'll give Andy Dalton. You know, he just came back being on the COVID, uh, COVID list. He was supposedly still had symptoms, kind of. He still couldn't taste and smell this week. So he was still having issues, but he did play and he did get them a win <laughs> somehow um, with the help of a great catch by uh, C.D. Lamb, by the way. Uh, he did have three touchdowns, only one interception. He only threw 203 yards, but I give him a lot of credit for coming back. Um, so I'll go with Dalton. Yeah, I, I'll go with I'll go with Philip Rivers, man, uh, beating the because that was a hell of a game the Colts played everywhere they played but if he didn't perform at the level that he did uh three touchdown performance i know he threw that he had that one pick but two four two twenty four out of 36 288 three touchdowns 
I think that was a game that the Colts needed to have to continue their their play their playoff run. So um, for him to come up that big for them, I think that was awesome. I think if he could continue playing that way, I think that the Colts have some kind of life. I know it's going to be a really tough time to make it in in the AFC, like we said earlier. But that was a hell of a performance by him. Uh, I'm going to give my to Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson had a big a big performance against the Patriot defense. Uh, 344 passing yards, two two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Um, Deshaun Watson did what the what he had to do. I mean, the Texans is not in the best position, but Deshaun definitely uh performed well, and he proves and he proves why he deserves he deserves his contract, even with a even with not the best not the best uh, offense. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give it to uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Um, let's 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 do let's do a, a quick week week eleven preview uh, reviews. Um, Seahawks win in tight tight game against Cardinals twenty eight twenty one. Yeah, big win for them. Uh, they needed it, uh, especially in the division we were just talking about for the playoffs. That division is going to go probably right down to that final week. So great divisional win for them. Yeah, I think I think uh, also I think Seattle played good defense on the Cardinals. Um, yes, yes, Kyler Murphy was was a little hot on the throwing, but they took him off his his game, his running, his running style. Uh, you know, part of his game. You know, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best, and I know Kyler was banged up, but Seattle definitely did the damn thing. Probably the best defensive um, game for them this year so far. Yeah, that that was that's what you said, Davin. You're so right. Um, they, that defense just showed up when they really needed them to, and that's the mark of a good team. When even when your weakness it becomes your strength at a time when you need it the most, I think I think that kind of showed uh, what Seattle could be. Um, and and we and 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 we haven't seen their quarterback go back to the form that he was in the in the beginning. So most definitely, uh, there's they could still get hot. And and ruin uh, the dreams of some teams in the NFC. Yes, um, ter- ter- terrible game, but close game. Uh, Browns twenty-two, Eagles seventeen. Yeah, this is an ugly weather game, ugly game in general. Um, we can talk about Baker Mayfield's just struggling. You could see he missed so many throws in that game too. Um, and Carson Wentz is just a mess. That whole offense is a mess. The team itself is a mess. Major changes coming for Philly. Uh, I was reading Jeffrey Lurie is supposed to be not not very happy about this team. So expect big changes coming. Uh, to me, it starts from the top with the Eagles, with Howie at, as the GM. Horrible drafts the last three years or so. Um, not good free agent signings as well. So... I don't know if he's going to go because I know they love him in Philly, but maybe it's Peterson's time. I don't know, but there's going to be a lot of changes because they're in bad shape and it's, it's going to take a couple of years to really clean out the mess there. But big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, man, I think, I think we've, we've beat, we've beat up on Wentz too much. I think, I think we, we know what's going on with him. I think he needs saving. Um, I still think that you could fix him. I think it's uh, when you see a quarterback at that period of his career having mechanical issues, 
uh yeah you gotta ask some questions of the people around him man that's why um i believe that uh um they need to question uh if that's the coach for them for the future uh, going forward and i think the big difference between like say fixing him and fixing sam we've seen Wentz be unbelievable i mean we've seen this guy be on on track to win the mvp the year they made it to the super bowl he was hadn't you know possibly winning the mvp that year even last year he had no receivers but he still threw for four thousand yards um it's a totally different guy this year so you like you said mechanically he's a mess mentally he's probably a mess too so um and like you said also this might not be the right coach for him right now maybe he's the one that's got to go i mean since frank reich is gone for, since frank reich left this team has not been the same so take that for what yeah. it is yeah, yeah. true yeah, um, Taysom Hill, first win uh, for the Saints against the Falcons, 24-9. to I, The one thing I thought was funny, you know, we, we said Hill played great, but the one thing I thought was funny was before the game, uh, was it Julio Jones tweeted out, uh, oh, we're going to win this game because of because uh, they got because they're starting uh, Taysom Hill? Start, something to that effect. Like, look who they're starting uh -oh. quarterback. Oh, and boy. Then, and then after the game – uh, Sean Payton retweeted it out to make him look really bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the NFL. This is the NFL. We don't we don't uh, um, <laughs> talk about players and what they can and can't do. They're how all can, pros. How can seriously? How can Julio Jones say that? Does he realize what team he's on and what team they were playing that that day? I mean, come on. Okay, who's quarterbacking? You can't disrespect a team like that. <laughs> So Especially if you're playing with a, with a team that's full of chokers. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's talking like he's on a winning team, and he's like, yeah, we're going to win it. I mean, he said he was going to win They were going to win the game. <laughs> this is the Saints, and this is the thing with the Saints defense that drives me nuts, because that's what they're capable of. They're yeah. capable of coming in town and just shutting down your offense. And they ha they'll have these games where they do that, and then they'll just have these games where they allow 300-something-yard passing and you're trying to figure out how, because they have really good pass rushes, really good front front seven, and pretty good D um, DBs. And you know, it just kind of drives me nuts that they do that. They they perform at these levels so sporadically, you know. Right, that's very true. Uh, uh Washington um, beat the Bengals twenty to nine. And this is for uh, you see that coming. <laughs> Did anybody think, see that coming? Well, I, I, I think Burrow if Joe Burrow would have played, I think the Bengals would have won because Joe Burrow yeah, was Burrow on the road. Hurt, That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But the, hey, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow be doing this thing, man. <laughs> Washington and, was winning though when he got hurt, right? Uh, I think so, but it wasn't by much. Yeah, no, it was a close Joe, game. Yeah, it was. It was a very close game. And I know Joe Burrow had like 200 passing yards already, so. I think he was on the road to like three to four hundred, um, you know. But hopefully, Joe Burrow comes back, uh, comes back with the with the same tenacity as he as he was doing, because he definitely was on the road this season. Yeah, now you know? look at him on his rehab and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, def definitely. Tough yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, wow. Um, we got we got the zero. Uh, Panthers twenty, Lions zero. 
That's embarrassing for Detroit. You know, I think as much as they everybody makes fun of the Jets, and rightfully so, we're definitely one of the worst franchises. But I think Detroit has to be the worst franchise in, in the NFL overall. They've been around since the 30s. They've never been to a Super Bowl. When was the last time they won a championship? I'd have to look, but... Did they win it? Did they win one? Uh, they probably won a championship before um, before the Super Bowls were around. <laughs> but that is, I mean, they're so bad. I mean, year after year, it seems like the same. They're just, this, they've been the same team forever. I mean, they haven't had a running game since Barry Sanders left. I mean, it's, it's just the same. I, I, I don't know. I mean, trust me, I'm not. I hate making fun of a team and all, but but I hate when we get, oh, Jets are the worst and everything like that. I don't think we're the worst franchise of all time. I think the freaking the Detroit Lions have to be the worst. The, the last time they won a championship, 1957. Wow, sheesh. Yeah. 57, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. that's Compared to the 1960s. <laughs> that is incredible when you think about a team been around that long. Uh, it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, especially the fact that they, they're like, oh, yeah, they, they haven't had a thousand yards back in, all, in forever. It's ridiculous, the, 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 the stuff that they've done, you know, or the stuff they haven't done, you know, with, with as long as a tenure that they have, uh, they have as a franchise. It's crazy. Definitely is. In the last uh, in the last 30 years, they've been to the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Mm-hmm. In the last 30 years. That's mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. Something's not going well for that team. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh blowout. Uh Stellas 27, Jags three. Yeah, that's nothing new there. I mean, yeah, there you go bad shape <laughs> they started whoever <laughs> at quarterback so you know that was that was going to get ugly right exactly ain't not much you can well sell so we can say about yeah, that it, yeah yeah there's nothing really you can <laughs> say about that it is. Yeah, exactly uh titans uh overtime win against the ravens 30 to 24 one of the games of the week for sure yeah hell of a game um yeah, um, the 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 Titans, um, we we again they saved by their running back. Um, that's that's always going to be the the problem that they're going to give any team. King Henry bringing the sledgehammer, man. That's that's you know if you can't stop that guy, you can't stop that team. And sometimes you will stop him for you know a period of time, but if you don't if you don't leave. Um, leave enough space for yourself, they could crawl back into the games real easy because they could possess the ball on you and score when they need to. So um, an interesting team, the Titans are. Um, I think the interesting team is the, the Ravens too, man. I, they're a shell of themselves. They look nothing like the team that we saw last year. And you know what? They're, they're just a one-dimensional offense. You know, their defense is getting pushed around which we've never seen. And their offense is, is basically run the ball. And then if they have to throw you, they're not, who's the receivers? 
Like we never see the receivers get uh, involved. Des Bryant. Um, shout out to Des Bryant on his first game back in a while. Yeah. Um, you gotta catch it. Hollywood Brown. Um, it's not too many. I mean, Andrews is good. Like, yeah, but at least he looks for the tight end. But still. outside of the tight ends, outside of the tight ends, right? This is not too many good. It's good options. All right, here, Mark Andrews led the team in receptions. Right, he had five catches, ninety-six yards, and a touchdown. That's pretty good. You know who was second in receptions? Probably Des Bryant. Des Bryant, four catches, twenty-eight yards. <laughs> That is ridiculous. Right? That is ridiculous. And and don't tell me that's only on the fact that the kid that that Jackson can't throw the ball. That's not true. I think that they, I think I think those those wide receivers have issues get gaining separation. And I'm not. I haven't even watched the film, but you. I'm 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 sorry. I I don't. I I yes. The kid is not a, a world beater as a quarterback and throwing accurately and stuff like that. But don't tell me that he can't at all i think i think it definitely has issues uh their wide receivers have issues i was watching um i i was watching a little bit and i saw a couple of drops by hollywood brown the same one that was talking about oh he's not getting targets uh you get targets you need to catch a damn ball yeah the ravens is going through a going through a slum <laughs> And you know what? And if they sneak into the playoffs, not that they're going to sneak in, but if they get into the playoffs this year, once again, that monkey's going to be on Lamar Jackson's shoulder, not winning yep. a playoff game yet, right? Yep. And, and once again, y'all know how I felt about it before, so there it goes. <laughs> I think I think the monkey is on his back already because I think oh, one absolutely. of the reasons why the team is on underperforming is the fact that he. Teams are, f- are daring them to throw the ball, and he's just not doing a good job of throwing the ball. Right. Then you see, you see what happens, like with the Patriots when they take him out off his run game, and then they not letting him do what he got to do, and they daring him to throw the ball. It's just not looking too good. It's just, it's just not looking too good for the Ravens. I mean, they, the way we're talking, they do have an easy schedule, you know, down the stretch here, so they should yeah. make it in the playoffs, but. I don't know how good they're going to be in the playoffs if they can't throw the ball. Yes, exactly. Texans, Texans beat the Patriots um, 27 to 20. Now we could say New England's done for the year. I think if they won this mm. week, they're at five and five. They're still, you know, hanging around for a playoff. But now, you know, now you're talking the two games back. Um, they're probably done now. I mean, this was this was a game you had to win. I'm sure Belichick was looking to win this game, but uh, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, it's, now we could start nailing the coffin on them for this year. I don't see them making the playoffs now. Yeah, the the AFC is way too competitive at this point, and they just don't look up to it to face any of those teams, even the the fringe teams we're talking about in the AFC for the playoffs. Um, they're pretty um, formidable teams. I mean. I'm, 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 I, I don't even know if they could beat the, the Miami Dolphins at this point. So I don't think so either. And you yeah. know what? Here's their schedule real quick. Home against Arizona this week at the Chargers, at the Rams, at Miami, home against Buffalo. Ooh. Then they finish off against us. So I don't, they, oh there's no way that they're making the playoffs now. There's yeah. No way. Yeah. It's a no yeah, coffin for them. We can finally say bye-bye now to the see. Patriots. <laughs> this year at least. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just this year. 
Damn zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and got the Broncos. The Broncos beat the uh, Dolphins um, 20 to 13. And Tua got benched during the game, right? Yeah, and 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 he got benched because it seems like they needed uh they needed more of a a three a two minutes uh two minute kind of offense and and it doesn't seem like his game is on his pro game is to the to that level yet and they needed Fitzpatrick to come in um which you know what you could go ahead and criticize the kid a little bit for that but I think I would give him the benefit of the doubt for now yeah. Um, yeah, because he's still a rookie. It's the first year. There's a few games into his career, so I I wouldn't kill him for that. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a tough game between two teams that have that uh you know that are pretty tough. So, uh, you hey, know, I don't think Miami's done yet, though. Hey, no, definitely not. And give the Broncos credit, man. They played a great defensive game. You know, yeah, they've been they, good. They shut they've this team down. Good. So, yeah. And right now, the the, uh, the Dolphins running game has not been that great since uh, – what's his name got hurt? Um, who was their running back before? I forget his um, – I know who you're talking about, too. Uh, are you talking about for the Broncos or for the Dolphins? Dolphins. For the Dolphins. Oh, Baskin. Baskin, yes. yes. Miles Gaskin. He yeah. in years, so um, I'm surprised they don't use Breida more, but – I don't think Breida is that kind of running back. I think uh, you know, but yeah. I think he's a he's a he's a second he's a kind of a second in line back. I don't think he's that kind of lead back that they're looking for, especially the kind of offense they're running. So, oh, what's his name? Ahmed is not doing so well right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Colts beat the Packers in a high scoring game in overtime, thirty four to thirty one. That's a big win, man. Hell of a hell of a game. Hell of a game for the Colts, man. Kudos to them. Uh, with the kind of talent they have on that team, I think they. I think the sky's the limit for them if the quarterback keep performing the way he did. And they made adjustments in the second half because they only gave up three points in the second half. I mean that defense is good. They were they were getting beat in the first half. They were down uh, 24, 28-14, Excuse me at the half, and then they only gave up a field goal the rest of the way. So give that defense a lot of credit for, for that win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely credit to both teams for, for a hell of a game. Um, one, of, one of the best games uh, this week. Uh, you got the Cowboys. Shocking. Shocking win against the Vikings, 31-28. to 28. You know what? <laughs> if the Vikings win that game, they're in the playoff hunt, you know? I mean, it's still not totally out of it, but if they win that game, they're right behind Chicago. You know, Chicago is five and five. I sorry that they would have been tied with Chicago a game out of the playoffs if they win that game. And we had them dead, you know, three, four weeks ago. So that was a that was a tough loss for Minnesota, but big win for Dallas. Now Dallas is obviously in the race for the division for the NFC East. That's a yeah. Only back, so <laughs> that's crazy, man. The way things happen in within an NFL season, and that's probably one of the reasons why we love football so much. It's it's literally like reality TV. You know, we kind of almost buried the Cowboys, and here here they come. Uh, it's crazy. Um, I think it is, I think this was more about the 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 Cowboys D showing up than anything else. I think they played they played really well down the stretch. 
And that, that I think I think at the end of the day, that's what gave them the win. Yeah. Well, it's just a shocking win. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can say. Um, and then we had and then we had a, another high scoring game. Uh, great, great game for both teams. Uh, Chiefs beat the Raiders thirty five to thirty one. Raiders showing man, they could hang with them, but Mahomes had to show a little bit magic at the end of that game. That was amazing. That last drive, what was it? A minute and a half left, and he just drove him right down the field like like nothing. Within within a minute, he was down the field, scored a touchdown, game over. Just incredible. But I looking at the Raiders, man. Raiders are gonna. Ha- they're a good team, and whatever John Gruden has done to um, what's his name at quarterback, he's done an amazing Eric job. Carr. Yeah, I mean, he's done an amazing job. Carr's been up and down his whole career. Had a good game, bad game, very inconsistent. But this week, this year, man, he's been very good. I mean, give that rated team a lot of credit. Yeah, um, you see, you see in the the kind of uh, uh, vision that May, uh, Mike Mayock and uh, and Gruden has for the team. You kind of seeing it coming to fruition a little bit there. Um, both to games against the Chiefs, they definitely they definitely challenged the Chiefs, one of the best teams in the league. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, Patrick Mahomes is just a straight killer <laughs> he's, he's just he's yeah it, it's just crazy how just absolutely calm he is in the face of the of, of diversity it's 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 incredible to see and incredible to watch um but yeah I, I think I think the story the story is Patrick Mahomes I think the other story is the fact that I think the Raiders are not I don't think they're they're done yet I think they're going to cause a lot of issues for other AFC teams yeah Definitely shout out to both teams for an amazing game. Um, last but not least, the Rams tight game uh, beat the Buccaneers twenty-seven to twenty-four. Yeah, I mean we were talking about Brady and his issues, and you know what? He had the ball less than two minutes, and he had a chance to tie the game or to to win the game, and he threw a pick um, late in that game. Uh, I don't know. They, they definitely have issues, and they got, what, five weeks left, six weeks left to figure it out. And I don't think Tampa Bay wants to wants to know that if they're, – they're hoping – let me rephrase that. They're hoping Brady is not finished because I'm sure they want him to come back next year so that they could sell some tickets, you know, sell out some games <laughs> next year with Brady as their quarterback. But uh, this year, it's – I don't know, you know. This team should be playing so much better. I mean, they're they're still seven and four. They're not horrible. Exactly. Yep. I think I think. Yeah, I think that's the name of the, the story. At the end of the day, I think I think there are glaring issues with this team, but it's not something that's not that's so bad that it's that they can't fix it. I think there's answers to the questions that have that have been asked of the coaching staff and the co- um and the Buccaneers on that on the whole. I think they're going to be fine. Um, I think. I think cooler heads will prevail because I think uh, the coach going uh, ham every time Tom Brady has a bad game to the media is kind of crazy. I never seen a coach do that before. Um, I know that he's uh, he has this kind of a thing about him where he's uh, brutally honest or whatever, man. He, you know, keep some of that stuff in house, man. This is ridiculous. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, the that Rams team is just cool as a cu- cucumber, man. They just 
they just perform. I mean, they don't blow you away at anything really. And they just perform. They just do what they have to do. Yeah. 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 Definitely good, good. Great win for the Rams. Definitely. So let's get into our week 12 predictions. Uh Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day games. Uh Texans against the Lions. Ugh, do we have to pick that one? Yes, we do. Jeez. Um I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go Detroit only because they're home. I'm gonna pick the Texans. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Texans too. Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun is on. I think Deshaun is on fire, so I give it to him. Um, Washington against Dallas. I'm gonna go Dallas. Yeesh. Is the same Dallas team gonna show up again? This is a big uh, question. A good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because Washington's defense have been playing a little better, so yeah. Uh, but I, I will, I will, I will give the benefit of the doubt to the the Cowboys that they've revived themselves somehow and they're going to play better so I'll, I'll say Dallas I'm picked Dallas as well before we get into our Sunday's game uh, Chris could you give us an update on uh, the wins um, alright Sharman won the week with 10 wins I was Did saying I now? 9 wins yep and Davin threw up some uh, some Hail Marys this week he only pulled out 4 wins this week so he had a I'm, I'm not surprised yeah so the, the standings right now is I'm at 108, Sharman's at 107 now, and Davin is at 97. Yeah. So. All right. Now let's move to I'm the right Sunday's game. right on your game. heels there, Chris. Huh? I'm right on your heels there. Yeah, man. No, this is going right down to the end. This is great. <laughs> so, so let's get into our Sunday's games. Uh, Raiders against the Falcons. Got to go. Got to go Raiders. Yeah. yeah, Raiders. Raiders for one. Um, Chargers against the Bills. Uh, I'm going to go Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Bills. Uh, man. Oh, it's, this it's is a just, tough one for me because I, I because this, because I, it's at Buffalo? Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I'll go with Buffalo then. <laughs> Giants against the Bengals. I'm going to go Giants. Without Burrow, I don't think the Bengals are going to win. Yeah, Giants. Yeah, I'll pick the Giants as well. Titans against the Colts. That should be a good one. Uh, I'm going to go Colts since they're home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Colts too. Remember the last time, that Thursday night game, I picked the Titans, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I'm going with the Titans. Um, this is this is a second-half magic. Um, Panthers against the Vikings. Oh, this is another tough. Um, I'm gonna go Minnesota. No, I'm gonna go Panthers, man. Look, you know, you know, the Panthers started a quarterback that had hadn't ever started a a, a, a NFL game before, and he put up 200 and something yards passing on a touchdown. Oh, yeah, he, uh, and they still yeah, won. He was in that uh, the XFL before. Yes. Yes, so I will. I will pick the Panthers because they're just they're just so talented, and I think they a lot of people sleep on them. I know Teddy Bridgewater is coming back, so I'm definitely picking the Panthers on that one. Yeah. Um, Cardinals against the Patriots. Cardinals. Yeah, I gotta go AZ. Well, Cardinals. Uh, Browns against the Jaguars. Gotta go Browns. 
I can't see them losing to the Jags. <laughs> I'm picking the Jaguars. <laughs> wow. The craziest thing about it is that the Jaguars seem always they're very competitive and the and the Browns of they're just they just like because of their quarterback, they always let teams in. And it just seems to me that's the week that the Jaguars get their second win. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm picking the Jags as well. Uh, Mike Glennon's uh, Glennon's first game since 2017. I think he's going to perform. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to perform like, big oh, time. I think he's going to do it. I'm I'm, okay, I'm okay. so serious. I'm with you, bro. We're winning. Um, <laughs> Ravens, Ravens against the Steelers. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm actually going to pick the Ravens. Okay. I mean, this is a must win for the Ravens. Yep. Hands True. down. Um, Saints against the Broncos. Ooh, it's going to be a lot tougher now, I think. Without Bree. Yeah, but I still pick the Saints. Yeah. Definitely. I'm definitely picking the Saints. Yeah. 49ers against the Rams. I'm going to go Rams. Rams. Yeah. Picking the Rams as well. Chiefs against Buccaneers. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I don't trust Tampa Bay anymore. Yeah, you gotta go with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, go with Chiefs. Yeah. Let me see. Sorry about that. God damn. I can't even get my schedule down packed. Hold on. I'm so sorry. I don't know what just happened to my my thing. My thing started acting up. All right. Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night game: Bears against the Packers. Gotta be Green Bay. Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yes. And Monday night game, Seahawks against the Eagles. I'm not picking the Eagles the rest of the way. So <laughs> I'm going yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll pick the Eagles to, to, to cap it off. I need some wins on my belt. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it for our podcast. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter. Adjust Fans Podcast. Uh, leave us some reviews. We do this for y'all every week. Until next time, we take a flight. Take flight. Take flight. <laughs>